And I'm Kayla. And you're listening to the Making Sistery Podcast. Let's go. All right, you guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Making Sistery Podcast. We are so excited you're here. I mean, honestly, what could be more entertaining than a good story or listening and learning life lessons from others' mistakes? What could be better than building connection in a connectionless world? All right, maybe some things are better, but we're glad you're here anyways. Let's get into it. Okay, Kayla, I have a question for you. I am so ready for your question. Awesome. Okay, so my first question to you is... What is a funny story that our family tells about you that you'd like to share with the audience today? Oh my gosh. I swear there's a reason you guys call me Good Time Kayla. I've (laughs) earned that title fair and square. That Um, is true. You know, thinking about all the funny things that we've done in our family and together, the one that kind of sticks out to me the most is when you, Gentry, and I went um, on our girls trip like five years ago. And we went camping. Do you remember this? Oh, my gosh. Molly's nipple. Molly's nipple and the DMV. And the DMV. That sounds like it needs to be like a dirty book, like Fifty Shades of Grey. (laughs) Molly's nipple and the DMV. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) But no, so I. this is probably one of my favorite stories because you guys came to St. George where I live and we went camping at Quail Lake. And we, every time we'd go back to our campsite, we would pass the DMV, which is the only DMV in the entire like Southern Utah area, like St. George, Hurricane, all these different areas. Anyways, so every time we would pass, we'd be like, guys, guys, that's the DMV. <laughs> that right there is the one and only DMV. And we would oh, be man. like, are you sure that's the DMV? Oh, look, Kayla, there's the DMV. Hey, look, there's the DMV. And it was so funny because I was like so stoked to show you guys where I lived that the only exciting thing I could tell you was, hey, that's the only DMV that we have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You were and then, so proud of your DMV. I was very proud of it because it's a pain in the ass to get out there. But as we would drive to Quail Lake and everything, um, to our campsite, passing the DMV, there's this beautiful, I mean, St. George just has beautiful landscape, you know, area anyways, but you look past the DMV and there's this really specific um, mountain structure, if you will. <laughs> and mountain called- <laughs> structure. <laughs> I don't know. What would you call that? I would say it's a very specific mountain range. I mean, okay. <laughs> mountain Well, structure. it looks it looks like an itty bitty titty. So it's called <laughs> <laughs> it's called Molly's nipple, and I think it's the funniest thing. And I heard this story once that Liam Neeson totally climbed to the top of Molly's nipple, and I thought I was so interesting trying to tell you guys about this story that for five years now it has become an inside joke between the three of us. Oh, I look back now and I'm like, oh, that is so lame. But here's the thing. We've never fact-checked you. Like, is it really called Molly's Nipple? I, I, I'm Okay, I'm going to set the scene here for everyone listening. This mountain structure, it, it's like a thin plateau at the top. So it peaks and then it's a flat mm-hmm. top. So it kind of it kind of looks like a nipple, right? Like It looks like it, yeah. It's like a volcano-looking structure, to your point, mountain structure, um, with a flat <laughs> with a flat top. And we've never fact-checked you to see if it's actually called that. Can I be honest? I've never <laughs> fact-checked myself either. <laughs> I knew it. 
Okay, people have just told me that it's called Molly's nipple. To be fair, I'm not born and raised here, right? So I just, maybe I'm naive and gullible and I'm just believing people when they tell me things are said. You're like um, Jess on New Girl where she's like, people tell me I'm gullible and I have no reason not to believe them. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I resonate with that so badly? Well, what about you, Wit? Oh my gosh. It would be the 10% of my brain capacity story. Do you remember that? Oh, dude, that was like 15 oh, years ago. Now you're making me feel real old. I, Girl, I, think I, I feel was it. Probably, I was probably 15, so that would have been – I'm 31 now. What's the math on that? 16, 16 years ago? 16, I got you. I – let's see. 15 years old, we were – it was Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah. It was Christmas and, morning. And I'd learned a fact that I just loved, and I wanted to share that with the whole family, that I heard this fact that humans only use 6% of the brain capacity. And I think it was Zach was like, I think it's 10, but in Whitney's case, it's 6. <laughs> yep. And so, so we're like, well, Whitney only uses 6% of her brain. Yep. And even 16 years later, that is still a running joke in the family. Like, well, Wit uses 6% of her brain. So I think we should give everybody a little bit of a background on us now that we've kind of given them a little bit of a taste into some of our stories per se. Um, But how about you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell them about like who you are, what you're passionate about, your, your life, you know, things like that. Okay. Yeah. So hi guys, I'm Kayla. Um, I moved to St. George back in 2013. I received a full ride tennis scholarship to play for Dixie State. And this is where I met my husband. He was playing football here at the time and um, moved down here, had no friends, no family, like totally just like picked up and moved down here to come play tennis. And my very first class I went to, my husband was, well, my now husband was sitting in the back of the class with like all of his football buddies. And I love to tell the story. Yes. Spoiler alert. I love to tell the story because I think I'm so dumb in it, but it's the best. So I'm sitting in a desk closer to the front. I moved back a seat every class period, like every time I had that class. So like a couple times a week, move back. And to the point where I could like be a little closer to him and be like, oh, hey, you play football here, you know, and just try to like weasel my way. And I play tennis here. Wow. What a coincidence. (laughs) And we just (laughs) we just started talking and he would walk me out of class every day. And it had been like a week of him walking me out of class and he still hadn't asked for my number. And I was like, gosh, like, do I make the move? And so I went to this um, this it's called a foam party. Have you ever ever heard of a foam party? A foam party. I'm just imagining like pieces of memory foam everywhere. Is that true? No. So what it is, is it's like a big party. I don't know if they still do it, but they did it back in the day. Um, They would get foam cannons, like, you know, like soap almost. And you would just get soaked and like all these, it was pretty much like a rave, but not. And this college put it on and it was like, bumping music foam's going everywhere everyone's getting just soaked and it's so much fun and I went hoping KJ was going to be there but oh KJ's my husband by the way but um (laughs) I go (laughs) and I saw one of our mutual friends and she's like Kayla KJ's gonna ask for your number on Monday and I'm like freaking finally man like it's about damn time and so I go to class on Monday all butterfly you know in my stomach getting all excited and he doesn't ask me for my number until he walks me all the way out of class. And I'm like, okay, well, see ya. He's like, hey, 
has anyone shown you around town yet? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, no, no one's shown me around town yet. And then that's when he asked for my number. And the rest is kind of history. We dated for a while and got married in 2014. Oh, it was like an old fashioned pickup line. And I loved every second of it. And it was so fun, you know, getting to know him, walking out every day and just really I don't know, connecting. And so him asking me that way, I thought was so endearing and so cute. And we still joke about it to this day. He was like, I was nervous. And so, yeah, he asked for my number. We started dating. We got married in uh, May of 2014. And now we're going on nine years and two kids. And what are your kids' names for the audience? Peyton and Barkley. Peyton's my seven-year-old and Barkley is my five-year-old. And they are so much fun. I love that. And and I can attest to that. I mean, I know I'm an aunt and I have to say this, <laughs> I love them, but they are the coolest kids ever. Tell your story about you and Jord. Um, I am a little bit further north of you. So about four hours north in yeah. um, Utah County. And I live in a town called Springville. I am a VP of customer experience for a software company. And then I also married my high school sweetheart. Um, but we took a little bit of a detour. <laughs> um, and and Kayla, you used to say that Jordan was one of your favorite boyfriends of mine that I had, right? Oh, 100%. So I probably should tell the, the group here. I took a little detour. So him and I were high school sweethearts. We had promise rings for each other growing up. We like basically sat down our parents one day and I think it was separate times, him with his parents and mine with my parents. We basically told them we are getting married someday to which all of them laughed in our faces and they were trying to be so sweet and supportive, right? It's young love, (laughs) but they had heard that from me so many times. Like, I love this guy. I'm marrying him. And so they're like, all right, here we go again. And I think all (laughs) of you guys were like, marry him. We love him. (laughs) We did. And we do. He's the best. He is the best. But anyway, so we had promise rings and it was right before prom. And I'm sure we're going to have Jordan and on the show. We're going to have him on the show Mm -hmm. and and he's going to be able to tell his side of the story here. So this is just my side of the story. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to hear his side. Oh my gosh, dude. It is so funny. But we broke up two days before prom Mm -hmm. and it was devastating, right? Young love dissipated right before prom. And so anyway, um, long story short, I was married and divorced and then we reconnected and we got married uh, almost three years ago. It'll be three years this July. Um, we've been together four years now. And he is honestly one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. And we don't have kids. We're what's called a dink, which is a double income, no children. <laughs> what? Where <laughs> did you couple. hear that? TikTok, hello. I need to look this up because that is perfect definition to describe you guys. Oh, <laughs> you guys are and, a bunch and- of dinks. We're a bunch of dinks, right? And and all we do, all Jordan and I do, we work during the week and then we weekend warrior on the weekend. We're constantly either traveling or we have horses. We've got six horses now. Um, and we're, you know, constantly out on the trail. We're, you know, playing with our dogs. We have three dogs. We're, you know, constantly doing projects, <laughs> which much I to my husband's dismay. But, you know, it's just, the life that we have, double income, no children, dinks. It's kind of hard at this point, you know, dude, where you're like, okay, 
do we have kids? Because we, we're also the couple that can't have them naturally. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's definitely having to go down that route of, you know, the adoption process or fostering, things like that. And so it's hard when you're kind of set in your ways, you're selfish, you're playing and having a lot of fun and making good money and enjoying it. You know what I mean? But, you know, I heard that off of TikTok, dude, and I learned a lot from TikTok, especially your TikTok, by the way. And that's one of my shameless segues into tell us about um, (laughs) your story here, because I know I just gave a whole brief outline on my life. But one of the things I wanted to make sure we talked about today was, you know, how we're, you know, really getting around to what makes us feel alive. You know, and mm-hmm. I know that you've had some big TikTok successes lately. And so I want you to talk about that. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I explained to you guys how me and my husband met and that we have two girls now. And um, something that's so wonderful is my husband's born and raised here in St. George, Utah. And he is now teaching um, at his old high school. And he just recently became the new head football coach, which I'm so incredibly proud of him for. He's worked so hard over the last, you know, 10, 12 years, um, to get to where he is. And he is so smart and so talented when it comes to working with the youth of today, you know? And so he got the, what's it called? Um, the torch passed down to him, right? Really quick. Was it like, was it a head coach that stepped down or what was the story there? Yeah. So KJ actually, so he, um, played at Pineview high school then he went to college, played college football. Then he came back and his old um, head high school football coach, Coach Hosner, actually asked, he was like, hey, KJ, I want you to be on my coaching staff, but I need to talk to your wife first. And KJ told me that. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, I have no idea what he would want to talk to me about. You know, I think I was pregnant with Peyton at the time, my very first kid. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll talk to him. I don't know, you know, what he's going to talk to me about. And he's this amazing guy um, from Brooklyn, New York. And he has a thick, thick accent, you know, the Brooklyn accent. I can't even do it, but anyway, (laughs) the Brooklyn accent. Anyway, so he, uh, talked to me after one of the football games and he said, I really want to hire KJ as a coach but I want you to know that you come first. Your family comes first. If you need anything, you have a big family now. And if you need flowers, I'll make sure he gets you flowers. That's really sweet. It was beautiful. And at that moment, I'm like, you can take my husband. And so he hired KJ and KJ coached with him, you know, and coached his way up. And the year before this one, he was defensive coordinator. And then uh, Coach Hawes had to have hip surgery. And he, it just was kind of a natural stepping down point where he kind of passed the torch to KJ. And, you know, we knew that KJ was going to eventually take over for Coach Hosner. Um, It was just a matter of when. And Coach Hosner uh, stepped down last summer and gave it to KJ. And it's been the most incredible experience. Um, you know, KJ is 31 years old and he's a head football coach. And so I was so impressed and so proud of him for that, that I, uh, created a TikTok (laughs) because I feel like in this world that we're in right now, like a way to connect to today's teenagers and, you know, his students, his players, because he also coaches girls basketball, um, was to start a TikTok to kind of just brag about them and also show uh, our life of what it's like to be married to a coach, like the real in-depth stuff. 
And so I started this TikTok and it kind of blew up and I'm almost to 15,000 followers now. And I've had a couple videos go over a million views. And I'm so proud of that because it gives these kids a platform to um, share what they can do. And for me to actually just love on them and show them I care and show them that mom boy or supports them. I love that. And they've all become kind of like your surrogate children a little bit, right? Oh, 100%. I always call them my football boys or my basketball girls. Like they know that they're mine and I will do anything for them. And I know that Peyton and Barkley love, love all of them. Oh my gosh. Like Peyton has already decided that she wants to marry one of these football boys. And then Barkley, like every day at practice, because I know we would go to football practice because as a coach's wife, you know, your husband is gone all the time, all the time. And so the way that we were able to see daddy, see my husband was to go to those football practices um, almost every day, just to walk around the track, not even like talk to KJ, but to just be around him. So the girls can see that, Hey, daddy's working really hard. He's doing really amazing things. Like I feel like it gives these girls of mine a really amazing outlook on what it's like to do service. You know, the girls like every day at practice would just argue over who they wanted to marry or who they loved or just all this stuff. And they just really connected with these boys. And what's so cool, too, is these boys love my girls. Oh, like, yeah. They will hug them and love on them. And same with our basketball girls. Like we would go to practices and all of the basketball games. And I have countless videos on my TikToks of these beautiful girls loving my daughters. I love that. And you know what? It really is beautiful. It struck a chord with a lot of people. I mean, you've got quite a few followers. You've got quite a Mm -hmm. few likes and views. And um, did you tell everyone what it's called? I didn't. It's called Story of a Coach's Wife. Yeah. So I definitely recommend like it. it's hit a chord. And, you know, we (laughs) talked about this and you said, you know, one of the biggest things, and I wanted to highlight this here, one of the biggest Mm -hmm. things that you feel your TikTok brings out in your audience is just building connection, right? 100%. Yeah. And so that's honestly what this whole podcast is about. It's about building connection in this world where, you know, we've struggled over the last few years with connection as a human race because of the pandemic Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so, you know, this is really our time to um, build that connection and, and play off of not maybe playoff of is the wrong word, but story of a coach's wife is all about that connection for these kids. And so Mm -hmm. this is an opportunity where we can extend that. I feel like. Absolutely. You know, and that's something else I wanted to hit on too with my TikTok. You know, I've had so many people over the last months just comment and say, you know, this made my day. This is beautiful. This gives me hope, you know, and, and that's, that's what I wanted to accomplish with this TikTok. You know, like I always told my husband that if I ever wanted to do something on a social media platform, I would want to do it for good, you know, for good things and to spread positivity because there's a lot of negative things out there in the world and especially on TikTok and Instagram and all of those social media things. You know, these kids, they get caught up sometimes in these, um, what I should be doing, what I look like, what I, you know, all the negative type of things. I just wanted to do something wholesome. I totally get that. And when we were talking about creating this podcast, we feel really passionate about people and we want to bring that connection to more people than just ourselves, right? And yeah. And it, it's hard to do that over a podcast setting because people are just listening to you, but that's our hope. 
ultimately for this. And and what's funny is I I wrote down a question here that I wanted to ask you. Um, that really ties in very well, especially with all these kids that are your surrogate children and, and kind of building that connection with them and, and showing them, um, you know, pieces of the world, you know, and giving them a spotlight. So my question is, if you could go back and give your 18 year old self one piece of advice, what would it be? You know, we, I'm sure we'll talk about this. We didn't have quite the normal upbringing as, as some kids do, but, um, 18 year old me, I was afraid all the time. I was afraid to make mistakes. I was afraid to do anything less than I was supposed to, right? And so if I could go back and talk to 18-year-old Kayla, I would say, you're enough. Don't try to please so many people. Find out who you are, what you like, and what you're passionate about, and just freaking go for it. Like, don't be so afraid. You know, life is too short. Go out there, go get it, find what you love. You're enough. Who you are at that moment, you are good enough. And so, do you feel like because of that you're you've been on this quest of trying to be enough and yeah, showing showing through story of a coach's wife that every one of those kids is enough. Absolutely. You know, this TikTok, I I love these kids. You know, I've gotten to know them and I sympathize, I feel like, with these teenagers and their life stories. And I feel like that's something I've always been um, as a person. I've been really empathetic towards people and I care about their life stories, their mistakes, their trials that they go through because I'm that type of person that I can't talk about the weather. Like, oh, beautiful, you know, day we're having. No, like, tell me what crap you're going through. Let's talk about it. You know, I like talking about the weather. Am I? I feel like I'm that one weird person that's like, oh, I actually enjoy talking about the weather. Well, heck, if it's like a blizzard up north and it's sunshine in St. George, well, then we can talk about it. Sure. Just kidding. Well, what's hilarious is that's like every business person's go to. Like, oh, you live in New York. What's the weather like there right now? Beautiful day we're having. It's like the one thing the world has in common is everyone experiences weather. It's true. It's a way to like start a conversation. But for me, I I like to get to the stuff. I like to get to your stuff. I like to know what's going on because I feel like that's where you find that deep connection with people. I loved your answer. Like you, you would tell your 18-year-old self, screw what everyone else thinks. You're enough. Go after it. Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I love Absolutely. that. You know, it was... <sighs> I just felt like growing up, it was so difficult. And I felt like there's so many hard things going around in our own family that I'm sure we'll talk about someday, but um, that I just kind of shrunk into myself. I tried to just skate through life. And I, you know, I have friends who talk about their wild adventures in high school and things like that. And I feel like I missed out in a way because I held myself back. To those listening, don't go out and do stupid illegal crap, but don't hold yourself back either. Go be adventurous. Live life. This is the only time you get. You know, dad, I I give credit to our dad because he, like, I hope we can have him on this podcast because he is one of the most genuine, loving people out there. And I have this childhood memory. Can I share it with you? Oh, I don't know if you remember this. No, tell me. But uh, it was, I think we were in our house in Orem, Orem, Utah, where we lived, um, I think our parents had just gotten divorced and it was when like the um, Iraq war was going really strong. Yeah. And um, 
you know, there's a lot of fear around that time and things like that. And our parents just got divorced and, you know, we were all really struggling and we were at our house in Orem and the power went out, just power went out. It was black. Me, you and G were so scared. And dad turned on the fireplace or like lit the fire in the fireplace and made a giant bed on the floor in the living room. And he laid with us and we all snuggled in and we were just talking and he talked about John Stockton and he talked about the jazz basketball team. And I remember just telling him that I was so afraid and I was scared, you know, and what was going to happen. And he laid by us and he just told us that he loved us and that he would always protect us. And that's just like one that always stuck with me because I credit dad for who I am today. You know, yes, there was a lot of personal work that I had to do, but dad, I credit with me turning out being a semi-functional good person. I remember this one time too. Here's another childhood memory. Do you remember pranking dad? Like phone call pranking? Um, You're going to have to tell that story. I don't quite remember. Oh my gosh, you guys, this is great. We were so slick. <laughs> we like, it's not like dad didn't know our home phone number and it would pop up on his phone, right? Anyways, he played we, along we and was so sweet about it. We didn't even star 67, the number? Is it star 67 or star 69? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> oh man, that just made my whole day. But I called him and I was like, hey, this is Baskin Robbins, home of 31, 32 flavors or something like that. If you can name 32 flavors in 32 seconds, you can taste all of our 32 flavors and you know, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I had this whole line written out that I would read that I still kind of remember. And dad played along. He would start saying, banana, bubblegum, da, da, da. <laughs> and he'd just start going out. And of course, like I tried to make my voice sound so much more mature as like an eight-year-old. <laughs> Oh, for sure. You probably sounded like a mini boss baby. I probably sounded like an adult who sucked on some helium or something. Ooh, that's a good analogy. Thank you. But no, that one was that was a good memory. I love that. I love that. Well, and here's the thing, dude. Like, as this podcast comes to a close, mm-hmm. is there anything else you want to share before we end and move on with our lives until the next time? <laughs> You know, one thing that I want to talk about, this last little thing in our amazing podcast that we're starting, um, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? And that's a question that has kind of always stuck with me. Um, I want to make a difference, you know, and that's what I want to do through this podcast. That's what I want to do through my social media platforms. I want to make a difference, you know, and dad always said to me, um, you just have to find the one. And I asked him, I'm like, what's the one? And he's like, the one person. Because if you can influence just one life, isn't that enough? Isn't that amazing? If you could just find one person that you make a difference in their day. It's not enough. You need to inspire more than just one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you can find two, two, Two. find the two. (laughs) We're going for three. Three, anybody? Anybody. Um, But no, he just said, find the one. And that kind of always stuck with me. And it's just, if you find the one person who you can impact in a positive way, you know, and for me, that would be everything. I just hope I to make that. a difference. I hope I hope to bring connection back. I hope to um, inspire those around me to share their stories and to know that they're not alone in their trials. I think that's amazing. And I think you will definitely be remembered for that. I can tell you, and, and I know nobody knows you just yet. They will get to know you as they listen to the, this podcast, but they will know that you want to make a difference. 
Thanks, Wit. And I feel like people will know that for you too. You know, our whole purpose here on this podcast is to make a difference, is to, what did you say? You said it the other day, bring connection back in a connectionless world. Building connection in a connectionless world. There you world. go. There it is. And I love that quote. I feel like it could be on a quote list. You know, when you're like looking for good quotes and you Google, um, what's a good inspirational quote? That's going to pop up and it's going to say Whitney Hope. Aw, thank you. I, <laughs> I know, cheesy. But I kind of like that quote because really in this world too, like with so much technology around us, so much, um, you know, ability through our phones, you know, we can just get things automatically it's almost like we forgot how to be connected to people. Yeah. And so that's true. what I want to do with this podcast too, you know, is our whole our whole goal here is just to build connection. We want to connect with you guys. I love it. And and you know, I think one of the biggest things that we have to remember is that, you know, connection is something that Yes, it can come easily to some people, but it doesn't always come easily to people, you know, and mm-hmm. and especially with what you're experiencing with all of the high school students and things like that. Like, yeah, I think it's becoming even more apparent in this world that it's harder for people to make friends and feel heard, even as adults, harder to, mm-hmm. you know, have a have a community you know, of people around you who support you, who you can talk to any, you know, talk about anything with them or not feel judged for your fears or anxieties. Right. And yeah, I feel like that's what we're going to do here is we're going to bring that all. And I call it fire talk. You know, when you sit around the campfire, you can talk about anything and everything and there's no judgment. It's just peaceful, raw vulnerability. And that's what this is all about. This is, we're going to have some fire talk here on this podcast. I love that fire talk. Well, thank you everybody for joining us today. We're going to be dropping a new episode every Friday, so feel free to tune in. And also, we're going to have guests on the show. We're going to talk about all kinds of stuff. This is a podcast where we're focusing on building that connection in a connectionless world. So we will talk to you every Friday. Yep. See you guys later. Have a good one.